so my wife and I and my nine-year-old were coming up with um, filling questions for the program. And uh, sh- the nine-year-old's coming up with facts, but also um, cats, dogs, or fish. I'm picking one? Yeah. Cats, dog, or fish? Uh, I have to go with dog. Dog. Oh, we're dog people too. That's fun. Welcome back to Rhymes with Decora. This is Benji Nichols and a companion project to Inspired Media, Rhymes with Decora, where we feature stories about communities you love, by people you trust. We're having a lot of fun so far. We're working our way up the scale uh, in numbers. I think this is going to be show number five or six. I'm super excited. Ladies and gentlemen, with me today is Jessica Rilling from the Decora Area Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Absolutely. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You can listen whenever and wherever you want because it's a podcast, which is half the fun. You found it already, but if you didn't find your way here, you want to share it. The best, um, most fun part to me is that you can find it all online at decora.fun. F-U-N. That's it. That's the whole thing right there. That's how you find us. Uh, Jessica, thanks so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be here today. I know that you are a mom. Uh, You have taken on an enormous job. You have a busy family. uh, And here you are. So thank you for doing that. I'm happy to be here. I walked from my office over to here. And uh, (laughs) as I was saying earlier, I'm still getting used to being able to walk to a lot of places. I used to have to drive. Isn't that a lovely thing? Well, used to have to drive. Tell us, um, Jessica, give us a quick background. You've been at the chamber now for, oh my gosh, are we going on a couple years? Mm, about a year and a half year and now. Half. Oh, we're mm-hmm. Closing in on two. Yeah. Yeah. And before that, uh, I mean, my husband and I both are decor graduates and we talked yeah. For a long time about moving back to our hometown. Boomerang is one of my favorite terms to use, especially her here in the rural uh, part of the country and especially in rural Northeast Iowa. There are more and more of us, I feel like, uh, who have found our way, um, who might have grown up in the region. And um, we, maybe we didn't run screaming, but we walked away quickly as we could. And we came back. We found our way, which is amazing. What was your path between, uh, between here and here again? Yeah, um, both my husband and I went to Iowa State University. Um, I went for... Yeah, you're the Cardinals, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cyclones, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and I just pursued uh, English, literary studies, and environmental studies. My husband did um, electrical engineering, and both those things are good at Iowa I State. I didn't know that. So. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So we were in Ames uh, for a good stretch, and I had my first... Um, internship work and then job out of college with Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation, which is based in Des Moines. Absolutely. We love the INHF, as I like to refer them to. Um, Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation, man, I should do an entire show about them at some point. Um, You should. Maybe pull in a few folks, Brian Fankhauser or a few folks who are up here, Joe JJ. I mean, that crew is just amazing. The work they do is um, something. Brian and I, Brian Fankhauser and I started at the foundation a similar time. And so... Oh, life's funny. Now that we're both in Decorah. Awesome. Yeah, so, right. Yep. And his daughter and my daughter are friends. They're in the neighborhood. So there you, there you go. <laughs> but ISU, awesome, Ames, you know, it's really amazing. One of the things I love to to bring up and talk with people about is, you know, Northeast Iowa, 
real Northeast Iowa, as I like to say, up here, uh, Winnishie County, Almakee County, Howard, you know, we're way up here in the corner, but we're a long ways from the metro, uh, Ames, Des Moines, etc. Um, and so I think it's great when people have that perspective and they bring it back to this corner of the state and help reshare that um, as well to those in Des Moines who sometimes, uh, I think, pay a lot more attention to us than they used to, but uh, maybe didn't always. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. One, one thing I would definitely say about... Um, just my career is I feel like I had the right number of jobs in the right places before taking this one in my hometown. Nice. So yeah, I worked for four years for, you know, INHF um, and had an amazing experience. You know, they really work at a statewide level. And then um, we moved to Cedar Rapids. So yeah. another, the other big city. Yes. And I worked um, for Lynn County Conservation and, um, another nonprofit uh, as executive director, the Iowa Valley RCND. Right. And, and I, I personally love the RCNDs. I know I have a couple meetings with uh, a few folks on various projects coming up in the next week, and that is another organization I look forward to covering here. Um, but Resource Conservation Development, RCND, for those who aren't familiar. And you did some very, very cool projects. I know when you were there, one of one of the skills I will point out for our listeners is that you have uh, is a very keen eye for photography. Um, and I know you did a lot of uh, amazing photography work when you were there as well, right? Yeah. I remember trying to take a photography class at Iowa State and it wasn't my major, so I never <laughs> got in. So I just had to teach myself. Um, but I started doing what I would say is, you know, place-based or tourism photography. When my husband was doing his master's program, he was working weekends. So I oh, was wow. working weekends too. And um, we were living in Ames, but I was spending a lot of time doing photography for the Northeast Iowa Tourism Association. So for NIDA, which is seven counties here in our region, um, and then it's just been something I've been able to be lucky to incorporate into Absolutely. my job. I think so. I, some of the ones I remember first coming across, um, and Aaron, I think, was in touch with you at that time, were uh, like a series of farmer's market or farmer photos as well, or food producer photos, something along that line. Yeah, I did a really, lot of really, cool. really complimentary um, photo projects on the weekends. And yeah, yeah. Good, good memory. Uh, there was a grass-fed uh, livestock yeah. project, um, one for kind of just conservation landowners, uh, one for major tourism attractions kind of That's in the region. Awesome. So it was I, a good blend. Yeah. I, I love it. And eventually uh, y'all found your way back to Northeast Iowa and Decorah right here where you found a job at the Decorah area chamber of commerce, which is amazing um, that you're here. I know you jumped in and I, I have said before here on the show that when I left Decorah, um, in uh, about 1996, I'm not sure if I ever expected to return. Uh, and in the time I was gone and I came back, Decorah and Northeast Iowa are not the same place they were. But I like to say almost exclusively in good ways. <laughs> I think we have continued to find our way in very successful ways. And I'll also say we're a part of the state and maybe one of the few rural places in the state where, as you can hear by the background noise behind us, <laughs> that we continue to progress. Um, we may not be growing hugely, but we're holding our own. And we continue to see younger people move back and um, dig in here, you know, and bring their family. Um, I will mention we're in downtown Decorah right now because there's construction noise behind us, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a it's little like bit. It's like we're I in think. a big city. It is. We're here in the big city, <laughs> <laughs> right, right on the alley. Um, but what's really cool to me is that, you know, projects continue to happen. People continue to invest. Retailers continue to thrive. Um, people continue to open up retail stores, uh, businesses, you know, and create jobs and do things that you don't see in every small town. 
Um, and you are at the heart of that here in Decorah, which is super, super cool. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, coming into this position, uh, I had worked with a lot of chambers or uh, kind of the equivalent at that size of community. So, you know, maybe it's a Main Street organization or um, a CVB or, um, you know, just community betterment. There's a lot of names for um, that small nonprofit organization that is trying to do an extraordinary amount of things for their town when it comes to economic development and uh, tourism and um, professional development and Absolutely. all the things. Um, I want to dig in a little more with that. We had um, uh, Stephanie Fromm with us the other day as well on the show. And if you haven't heard that show, please uh, scroll back through and check it out because it was a great episode. And Stephanie and I talked about a few of the larger topics at hand. And I know you and I can can zoom in a little bit more on decorous specific things, but also those big challenges that we're facing as a town, as a state, all those things. I want to talk about Chamber for a second real quick. A lot of people may not realize the Decorah Area Chamber of Commerce, uh, if I have it right, was started in 1924. Yeah, we're going to have our 100th year uh, in 2024, which is very exciting. And um, for a town this size, you know, to have that community betterment, that that community organization. Absolutely. that's just a it's, a, it's a great history. And it means that a lot of the conversations that I've had in my first year and a half, um, it's very common that someone will say, well, I, I've served on the chamber board or I helped right. with this thing um, because it's been around forever. And so people have contributed their time and talents uh, to that effort. Yeah. And if you're involved in a small town, I mean, people know that you inevitably are going to end up on a board, an organization and, uh, you know, something, a volunteer position you are, you are going to do. Uh, we should mention, I mean, of course, the Chamber of Commerce does have a very active, um, not only a working board, but then the ambassadors and some of those things. How many, how many folks are involved in that? Yeah, that was one thing that really blew me away. Um, again, having worked with a lot of uh, small towns and a lot of community organizations, there's a very robust uh, set of kind of like the secondary tier of committees and ambassadors and helpers. Um, you know, it's a 15 member board that meets every month. Uh, and I've been so impressed with them. I, I've met with lots of nonprofit boards and um, the chamber is just blessed to have a very engaged, uh, very positive set of humans, um, you know, as its champion and, and supporters. And then we do, we have this, we have an amazing group of chamber ambassadors. Um, we have an agricultural committee, we have a retail committee. And then for a lot of these, um, events, our efforts, there are kind of smaller clusters of people who are able to, um, you know, know the history of it, help with it, uh, give their time. So that, that's been overwhelming in a good way, just yeah. how many people are connected. Well, and something that comes to me that I really think uh, says a lot about our area and also the chamber is that we have folks who have been here and been in business for decades. Uh, we've lost a couple big ones over the years, just of people who have retired or passed away, who are just kind of, you know, very foundational businesses of the community. But then also, you know, we have folks who are only a year or two or five years into their business and are fresh and who jumped in and are on the chamber uh, involved in one way or the other. And I think to have all those people at the table and, um, as I said in another show recently, have all the different shoes under the table, right? Uh, it's a really, a really great thing for a small town to have. Yeah, those are some of the stories that I'm really looking forward to sharing this year. Um, there is an extraordinary number of new business owners, like you mentioned, uh, people that are choosing this community to, you know, have their first business, have, have a small business. And, 
Um, there's also an extraordinary number of women-owned businesses in Decorah. So yeah. I, I just feel, um, you know, uh, people that have been here a long time watch the community evolve and change. Uh, that happens everywhere. Uh, I feel very much like I've stepped in and I am seeing, you know, kind of um, obviously the pandemic, which was uh, huge for yes. a lot of things. And some of them are positive. Uh, but, you know, here we have change as any town would and Absolutely. you know stepping in and seeing what's happening and that has been very encouraging to see the pace at which action happens here yeah. so you know there's a maybe something closes but very quickly mm -hmm. uh, there's something coming in and I think that's special here. Absolutely. Special and we Decora. continue to see that. I mean, I know, you know, even just talking on the tourism level, something that's fascinating to me, I spend a lot of time um, with our business that inspired and, and getting around to different areas and distributing magazines and chatting with business owners and something that was really incredible to watch during the pandemic um, that was both a positive and at times maybe a tiny bit of a challenge, but um, was that we didn't see the dip that a lot of places saw. We were kind of seen as this little rural oasis out in the middle of nowhere that people felt maybe a little better about coming to or visiting, particularly in the summer seasons. Um, and so I know at the breweries and friends and you know, places who are working in the service industry, like we were continually um, bowled over by uh, the amount of folks who were still coming, visiting, spending money, supporting local businesses, even when they were you know, pivoting and doing things. And I think that says a lot about, um, A, people and, and what they think of our area and enjoy northeast iowa um but be that we also have businesses that people want to come support which is is fantastic yeah i uh you know just in my short time here i would say you're absolutely right people felt comfortable being outside and then yes. kind of choosing you know what they felt comfortable the amount you know going into a restaurant going into a store you so it was, it was it was probably more targeted um during the last couple of years but we saw awesome numbers still Absolutely. Uh, during what was a really hard time for a lot of towns. One of the coolest things, I mean, about our region and people know that, but I mean, in Northeast Iowa and not just Decorah, not just Winnesheet County, we have, um, Aaron and I always like to say it's a, it's a quantity and quality of living uh, and, and compared in a cost of living to most other parts of the country. Now, as of recent housing trends, et cetera, and that's a national trend, of course there are challenges and housing has gotten expensive and, and that's a whole other topic that I hope to cover with a handful of folks soon. Um, but what's really cool is that we have started to see that, that thing where people will come here, not for a day, not for a night, but for a weekend or a couple days or a week. And, you know, from Yellow River Forest to the Mississippi, to the Upper Iowa, to um, say the Kickapoo over in, in Wisconsin. I mean, there are you can come spend a week in this region and um, certainly never run out of things to do, <laughs> which is amazing. But here in Decorah, it's been really neat to see how you know um, places and entities have continued to change and thrive. You know, Vesterheim comes to mind absolutely as an organization that is just working um, constantly to make sure they are relevant and that they are interesting, uh, which is super cool. The outdoor campus is such an amazing addition to our downtown. Uh, I love that. Um, and, you know, so all those, those things that are literally on our main street, uh, but also equate to folks who not only live here getting to enjoy, but also keep um, bringing folks back uh, to this region, which is spectacular. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, kudos to a lot of community leaders in the town because during what was a kind of a, a quiet period for a lot of towns our size, um, Decora kept after it. And so we have really a, 
large number of big projects that will have happened during this two-year block of pandemic time and ones that are in the hopper and on the schedule, you know, as we come out of it. So absolutely, uh, things didn't slow down when it came to yeah. those improvements. Yeah, not, not at all. So uh, Jessica, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. We got to take a real quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of those accolades that Decora has seen. Uh, I think we'll talk a little more about tourism and some of the uh, initiatives that the chamber has taken on this year as well. So we're going to dive into all that. Uh, my guest is Jessica Rilling from the Decora Area Chamber of Commerce. This is Rhymes with Decora, a project of Inspired Media. Uh, our sponsor today is uh, the Driftless Yoga Festival. If you don't know about the Driftless Yoga Festival, you should. You'll know more in a moment, and we will be right back. This is Rhymes with Decora. Hey y'all, Larisha Weiler here. She, her are my pronouns. I'm the founder and organizer of the Driftless Yoga Festival that happens here in Decorah, Iowa, June 23rd through the 26th. We'd love to have you all there. Sliding scale passes, uh, a variety of classes that are yoga inspired alongside equity conversations. And um, yeah, you can find out more information, driftlessyogafestival.com, June 23rd through the 26th. See you there. That was Larry Schuweiler from the Driftless Yoga Festival helping us bring to you Rhymes with Decora today. If you missed the episode with Larry, please scroll back at decora.fun and find that episode. Larry and I talked diversity, inclusion, equity, yoga, rural Iowa. Put those things in one sentence. Yes, it is the Driftless Yoga Festival. It happens at the end of June and is a very, very cool thing. So check that out when you get a chance. My guest today is Jessica Rilling from the Decorah Area Chamber of Commerce. Jessica, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to be here. We sure um, appreciate it. We appreciate you, appreciate everything we do. I should mention right off the top of the bat, decorahareachamber.com is the website. You can also find them on Facebook for the latest and greatest. Speaking of the latest and greatest, we should talk a little bit about some of the projects and initiatives that have um, you know, that you have taken on, but that have also come up or maybe have changed a little bit in the last year. I know I, I made it last week, finally, to one of the chamber breakfasts, a quarterly breakfast that you guys are doing, kind of a little morning meeting of the minds with a topic. Yeah. Um, well, when you have 100 years of an organization being around, people remember lots of different things and ask if you're going to do it. And after the pandemic, um, we had a lot of people asking about breakfast, which, you know, I personally love. So I was into it. <laughs> And uh, we decided that we would split, uh, do a quarterly, um, what we called networking breakfast that's a little bit more low key, let us buy you, you know, buy some coffee, uh, connect uh, and find out what's going on, see people. Absolutely. It's so nice to see people. And, uh, and, then, <laughs> and then we did, uh, we did four that we felt like um, it was nice to have one where you could just come and sit quietly yeah. and have your coffee and listen. And so those are the community connection hours. And we really wanted to create a space with so many projects, like we talked about happening in Decorah. Um, it's nice to have a 
just in more informal space where you can hear about it and Absolutely. feel informed. Well, and one of so. the cool things I'll say about our community is that there was, uh, when Aaron and I started working in Decora again now, oh my gosh, almost 15 years ago, one of the things that was a challenge actually was finding um, community space, finding somewhere that you could just say, hey, let's all meet up at XYZ and have a have a chat um and there's there's a few places that have held that over the years and of course our our old uh, some of our our great old businesses i mean mabes the basement of mabes has been existed and, and used for all sorts of different things um t-box you upstairs a t-box i mean you name it um but there was a time where it was a little bit harder to find that space the library has filled that niche but right now we are rich with those third spaces in decor again which is amazing whether that's impact coffee or the landing or magpie i mean there's just like so many of these spots that are now available to the public which is incredible um, public library. We had the library crew here the other day. And of course their spaces are fantastic and they've done an amazing job kind of refreshing those spaces through the pandemic as well. Um, but so just having those spaces available, getting the people in them and getting people in the same room and talking, right? It's such a valuable thing. It is, it is. And we're kind of still, I think people are um, com coming back into that space. And I also know, and this is, you know, I feel like not surprising to say, but there kind of needs to be a feeling that it's uh, worth your time. And, and so we know that like a lot of these early ones, maybe we won't have quite as many people as um, we might expect, you know, we're, you know, 20, 25 people come, which is a really nice size, but um, absolutely. I really, I, I think a lot of it is about um, having a positive space, having good information, feeling like, I mean, we're, we're so busy and somehow we get busier. I didn't think it was possible, but yeah. <laughs> we're so busy. And so to to give that time out of your schedule to go into a networking space or a learning space, um, you know, it's just really at a premium. So the yeah. chamber is very interested in in those opportunities that we do have being worth your time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, on the flip side of that, I also want to mention um, two other things you've done. So some of those things are amazing. You Well, internally, of course, then you also have sort of a, a working retail group that meets periodically. And those are business owners from all, you know, mostly brick and mortar and other business owners from downtown who can kind of have that space and talk and throw things around and know where everybody's at and communicate. I think that's really valuable. Um, but then also on the flip side, a couple things, you know, that are embracing that younger crowd. Um, Empowered Decora is a leadership program that has, you know, finally was you were able to bring back this year, uh, you know, as we've worked our way out of the pandemic and challenges and some of those things. And also then the the sort of young professional um, meetups that the chamber has done too. And those are sort of on a quarterly basis, right? Or roughly or every month, was it? Yeah. So Empower Decora has been, um, relatively speaking, not around too terribly long, about eight, eight years. And I personally was thrilled that for this community, the chamber was the one leading that because it's... Um, a lot of stuff that I just have enjoyed and been connected to over my whole career. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a winter program. Um, and essentially sort of, kind a of leadership, a, uh, yeah. a leadership and community program. I know, tell, I, I, I'll prompt you on this because I know a little bit about it. But uh, one of the things I was amazed by with the group that you just had through this winter was you discovered that there were folks working for some of our largest employers in Decora who, you know, had found their way here because of work, but really hadn't plugged in at all to the community, not by their own fault, not by anybody's fault. There's just whether pandemic and timing and all those things, but they'd gotten here to Northeast Iowa. They'd found, you know, through their employer, but then they needed that place to plug in. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing that didn't stop during the pandemic was change. So people still moved, they got different jobs. Um, and actually, because of the pandemic, we saw a lot of remote workers who maybe had been interested in moving to Decorah, but 
had had a barrier, you know, with, with their professional career and all of a sudden they could do that here. So, um, yeah, we had 23 people in this most recent class and it was really a goal to combine leadership training and information with place-based stuff, just decor specific. I, I think in a time when you can join a professional development group from anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, what is the difference? Why do you do something in person here? And I, I think for me, it was really important to run the leadership training alongside stuff that was specific about Decora because that's the difference. That's the game changer. That's why you get together with people in person. Um, you know, you get to know other people that also live in your town. You get to learn a little bit more about the town. So it was a really nice pairing, I think, of that professional development, but also the people part, which, um, you know, we've all spent a lot of time on Zoom and it can yeah. do a lot of things, but we still, um, you can't totally replace that getting together with your Absolutely. your peers. So. When again, I think sometimes just putting all those people in the same room, right? And and for instance, uh, my friend Haywood Stowe, who has been involved at Collins forever, um, you know, Stephanie Fromm and he, I, we all connected at one point in the childcare conversation early on and Haywood was like, how am I not involved in this? Like, you know, our, our company is one of the largest employers in the, in the, in the region. Like we need to be talking and, you know, just connecting those dots wherever you can. And so you get, you know, those folks in the same room, you get them talking, you get on some good topics and it's amazing to see what can come out of even short conversations. Right. Yeah. And there were, there were new residents um, and people that had lived here for a long time. And what they both told us was they found it incredibly valuable and yeah. they wanted more of that time with each other. That's going to be coming back around next year. Is that right? For 23? Yes. Yeah. We'll open registration, I think, um, beginning of November for the, the winter class. Um, and right now the plan is a, a very similar structure. We really, again, just knowing that time is at a premium for people both personally and professionally, yeah. um, did kind of a refresh on the whole program. And so there's six classes, um, a small public arts project. And then we do our best to provide a lot of um, material uh, that's available to people on their own time. So professional development, you know, before you and bet. after those in-person experiences. Yeah. Another exciting thing that happened uh, this spring, not long ago, um, Decora got a couple more nice feathers in our cap uh, through the Iowa Tourism Awards. Uh, a couple of things have happened actually through Iowa Tourism. One is the the Soul of Iowa videos that happened, um, kind of drone photo, uh, drone um, videos, uh, the projects that happened via at a kind of a state level. So there's one at Okaboji, one in Decora. I mean, there's some some really cool stuff, and those are all online. But it was really amazing that Decora was chosen um, to yeah. be one of those locations. So that was that was something that happened on kind of a larger scale that I know you ended up being very involved with. But also then um, the Iowa Tourism Awards, where both our friends at Luna Valley Farm were uh, recognized, and then also uh, Larie, who we just heard from with the Driftless Yoga Festival, just as sort of um, tourism draws for Northeast Iowa and Decora that uh, that received a little recognition. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's important to say that, um, you know, at the chamber, we really believe that economic development and tourism are, you know, walking kind of hand in hand here. And we know that for our town, um, that margin of profit for our downtown district, for our downtown businesses uh, is really connected to tourism. That's very important. And so I was thrilled to be able to spend um, time in my first year here really trying to do some impactful things um, on the tourism side. You know, coming out of the pandemic, uh, 
Decor is blessed to have this amazing combination of outdoor recreation, you know, downtown, small businesses. Um, and so if we can lift up the message of this being a place to come and, and do that right at a time when everybody's hoping for, you know, weekend trips and spaces they feel safe and, yeah. uh, it, you know, that's that's our job. Uh, so, Absolutely. yeah, Soul of Iowa was really um, – Fantastic. That's the biggest tourism campaign to come out of the state office. And so to be one of, um, you know, only four communities that is featured is a really big deal. And, you know, the state office is doing just a tremendous amount to market Iowa, obviously, but, Absolutely. but one, one of the, the most, towns is Decorah. So yeah, yeah. one of the most comprehensive pushes I think I've ever seen for our state um, with some really high level thinking in terms of just trying to, um, you know, it's funny, I, I, I've had several good friends in Western Wisconsin over the years um, who I've played music with and done other things with. And even my, my good friends from that side of the state will make Iowa jokes with me. And I'm like, come on, guys, like we're all <laughs> we're all in the same boat. Um, but I think our state kind of taking taking it at a higher level and a more serious level also really helps the conversation right i mean good good marketing is good marketing (laughs) and it it helps the things that feel obvious but it also makes a really big difference right so our most recent community connection hour we heard about winnishik medical center their master plan their improvements and when asked about like some of their challenges one of the things they say is just geography right right people haven't heard of it and so immediately that's a barrier when you're recruiting. So that there was a really good quote. I mean, I think what he said was essentially, you know, it's really hard to get people here. Yeah. Well, once we once get them here, we get got them, them here. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> it's just getting them here in the first place. Right? So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, from the tourism side of things, it's, we're so blessed to be part of this state campaign. Absolutely. Um, but that's really that next level is understanding that um, promoting our town is beneficial for workforce development and you know a lot yeah. of other things so that's uh it's accomplishing a lot absolutely yeah i i couldn't say it better um one other thing i want to talk about quick before we wrap this up there's so many fun topics we could talk about uh i would love it if you'd be willing to come back at some point i want to do some round tables with a few folks at some point too and talk about some of the bigger topics that are our challenges for our region but that'll be that'll be another show down the line uh for rhymes with decora but um one of the other things i want to bring up real quick is a lawn chair night which is sort of a classic summer decora event um outside of nordic fest of course which is the last full weekend of july and it'll be a whole bunch of fun but um Lawn chair night every Thursday night, or almost every Thursday night, several Thursday nights throughout the summer, people have uh, typically gathered outside the courthouse on the street, which gets closed down, and we've had performers. And this year, we're going to switch it up just a little bit, right? Yeah, so one of the organizations that the chamber provides a lot of support and administration uh, help with is Downtown Decor Betterment, just a powerhouse of people who are you know, community leaders. They've been here a long time, very much a working board. And um, so Lawn Chair Night has been this great tradition. One of my to-dos is to write a nice history about it. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. Which would be, I, mean, I think... Melissa Griner and folks who have been there's involved There's a show. For decades. There's another oh, show. Oh, man. Um, no kidding. But yeah, so, you know, it's been at the courthouse forever. And um, we've, we've had some good conversations, you know, the board and, uh, and others about, like, what does that look like going forward? And what we, what we felt like was, well, we have these draws that do indeed mean two or 300 people 
you know, sitting on the hillside and watching that are kind of these really big shows and you need a big space yeah. to accommodate that and, and to those have are, it you know, feel th- good. Things like the Municipal Band and the Nordic Dancers, pre-Nordic Fest, they kind of use it as a dress rehearsal and yep. and uh, getting everybody back in shape. I mean, some of those things that are really community gathering events for yeah, sure, right? Yeah, exactly. And then what I think has been a nice uh, compliment to those really big performances has been featuring, uh, you know, one or two person acts and those are important and people really like that. It does tend to mean a little bit smaller audience. And so we started talking about what might just be a better space um, sure. for the performer and the audience. And um, so, you know, serendipity in Decora, but uh, Impact Coffee started yes. doing, you know, working to do the trivia nights outside yep. um, with CNC C- Trivia. CNC Trivia on Thursday so, evenings, yep. And people love it. Uh, and and we there's a street for, closure. Right, for <laughs> so. people who don't know, on Washington Street, right alongside, right, right, essentially just in front of the Hotel Winnersheek across the street is Washington. And that half block gets shut down every Thursday evening. And it's a trivia night. Uh, and you can have uh, a little uh, something from Impact out on the street if you like. Uh, sometimes there's a food truck, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and you can come play trivia for free. It's just a, a fun community event. Um, and you bring your bring your lawn chair, bring your bag chair, bring your, your goodies, your picnic. And uh, last year was the first goods. year, right? Absolutely, I mean, yes. 21. So, yeah. so going into this season for, you know, this lawn chair night, we, we really sat, uh, the group was comfortable sort of splitting um, the Thursday night performances. So keeping those uh, big crowd ones still up at the courthouse, but moving the smaller... Um, kind of more intimate experiences onto that close street at Washington ahead of trivia. So really maximizing um, that space that is being created. And like you mentioned, a food truck. And uh, I I think it's going to just be a really good vibe. I think it'll be a blast. I mean, I'll do a really (laughs) quick rundown. I mean, so we've got a handful of dates that are going to happen throughout the summer through June, July, and August. And those will include the big shows at the courthouse, 7 p.m., kind of as it's always been. And everything, like we mentioned, from the municipal band to Nordic dancers. Then we've got Uptown Jazz, which is a really fun jazz band. Uh, And then the Grass Run Band, which is some some really fun folks um, who have uh, all sorts of connections across our region of Northeast Iowa. So those will be happening at the courthouse, as as usual on Thursday nights. And then also on alternate Thursday nights, so on the other Thursday nights, uh, on Washington Street a little bit earlier, 5.30 p.m., so kind of right after work time, come down, hang out for an hour, catch some music before trivia, might catch a food truck, might you know, have some fun, grab something from Impact, all that goes, but um, bringing in some different names for that one, too. So the Jensen Sisters are an amazing uh, kind of new um, up-and-coming country duo from northern Minnesota. Anomaly uh, Brennett, who calls Decora home, amazing singer-songwriter. Uh, Michelle Lynn, as well, who's uh, from Decora, and I'm excited. I think I'm going to get her on a show sooner or later because she actually has uh, a little bit to do with how I finally got myself uh, going on on doing a podcast. And we'll tell that story another time. Um, Chris Koza from Minneapolis is going to be down in July. Mike Munson, who is a favorite blues guy uh, uh, from Winona, he'll be around in August. And then Dave Zolo is going to finish it up at the end of August. Um, found out that Zolo is going to be here from Nordic Fest as well with his whole band. And he'll be doing a little solo show later in the summer to kind of wrap things up. So a lot of fun stuff coming up with Lawn Chair Night. Um, and again, if people want to find those throughout the summer, Facebook's probably the most up-to-date place to find those. The posters will be out. Um, yeah, and I would say events. Uh, so Visit Decora has a really nice event calendar, and it's part of uh, a bigger visit- effort we have going on just to have that be where all of these great tourism events 
get entered and live is yeah. the visitdecora.com event calendar. Yep. Absolutely. So visitdecora.com, you'll find all that and so many other things that are going on this summer. Jessica, we could go on forever. We could talk about a lot of things and I look forward, uh, as long as uh, my wife says I can keep doing this show under the inspired umbrella, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that I will have you back uh, as well as other guests and we'll keep talking about all of the great things happening, the challenges, all the cool stuff that's happening in Decora. I'd love um, that. The other thing I will just say before we finish up the show is that I know myself and several people just appreciate so much the work that you are doing uh, at the street level uh, with the chamber and for our retailers and keeping our downtown strong. It's really important work. It's great to have great people in that office um, who are doing that work and keeping things clicking and making Decora um, the place that it is. It's very, very exciting. So thanks for doing that. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. This is Rhymes with Decora. You have been listening to a conversation with our special guest, Jessica Rilling of the Decora Area Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you can find this show online at decora.fun. Hopefully you've already found us. You can also find the chamber online at decorareachamber.com. Check them out on Facebook as well for all the latest and greatest. Uh, iloveinspired.com is the media company that my wife and I own, a quarterly magazine found across the region. iloveinspired.com is where you find us. The amazing music on this podcast is the creation of Mr. Nick Zielinski. You can find him online on the Instagram at indicative of drumming. Nick is a great guy. He lives on our street. He is a decoran. He is a drummer. Love him for all of his contributions to this show. Thanks, Jessica, for being here. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time.